0: Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Drive. It's actually October 27th today. It's uh, midweek. It is Wednesday. This morning, uh, you know, I'm reading a book on prayer. It's really good, but then I've been working a lot, so I had to get my studies done for tonight for midweek study. We're in actually Exodus uh, 32. And uh, last week, we only went over the first verse because there's so much in there. And tonight we're going over verse 2 to 6. And really, one of the things I see in there, because, you know, you learn from your mistakes, right? You should. We should. You can make a mistake and either beat yourself up all day long, all week long, all month long, or say, you know what, I messed up. Here's what I learned from that. So next time, instead of this, I will. You learn from it, right? And the thing is, you know, Aaron was left down at the bottom of the mountain as Moses was on the top of the mountain almost, you know, over a month at this point. You know, Joshua was halfway up because he couldn't go in the presence of the Lord with Moses at that point. But, so the people got antsy. They got restless. And so what they did was they surrounded Aaron. And they said, make us gods to go before us. And, you know, Aaron, the prophet, older brother of Moses, him and her were essentially in charge on the bottom of the mountain while uh, Moses was on top of the mountain, you know, taking care of business, getting the instructions for the tabernacle from God and all that. Ten Commandments, Exodus 20 and all. But they surrounded Aaron. And the language is very, um, very strong there. You know, they surrounded Aaron. And basically, you know, they demanded It was a question, but in a very uh, uh, harsh tone in the original language there in Hebrew. Make us gods to go before us. And this was, I I look at this and I go, man, this is like decision time. (laughs) This is like, well, I give in to the sin or I say, no, there's one true living God. There's not gods. See, the people were restless and they just wanted to be led into the promised land. And it was taking too long for them. They had to wait at the mount forever. I'm sure it seemed like that because they demanded that Aaron make them gods to go before them, meaning to lead them. How quickly people turn from the one true living God to false gods. And Aaron could have said should have said nope we're not going to do that we're going to wait for Moses to come down because Moses was on top of the mountain there was a power and the glory of God there was like thunders and lightnings there was clouds there was it was intense up there so you just imagine the people going yeah Moses is probably dead like I don't he hasn't been here for he's been up there for a long time there's powerful stuff going on maybe God took him out you know, all these conjecture, hypothesis, kind of thing. It was like, what? He's probably God. Like, make us gods. Aaron didn't say no, though. He gave in. He's like, yeah, actually, let's make a golden calf. Give me your earrings. Now, they were used to the golden calf because they were slaves in Egypt for years, for centuries. And so this is reminiscent of one of the Egyptian gods. It's like, make us something that we can see, something tangible. You know, we can't see God with our naked eye. They heard his voice, though. (laughs) But for them, it wasn't enough. And so they demanded of Aaron. He said, okay. And he went along with it. not only that, he also built an altar. And he also set up a feast, like a party. Like, okay, we're going to build this golden calf. And we're going to feast and build an altar and give sacrifices to these gods. Aaron should have said no. I think that's one of the hardest things for some people to do, for many people to do. Say no. He reminds me of, you know, when I was growing up, and actually I recently saw these guys camped out in front of, uh, I think it was Office Depot. Um, I think it was, I think they're called the D.A.R.E. Like, basically the Say No to Drugs uh, organization. Sorry, I'm not... Too familiar with it, but I remember they came to my school when I was a kid and did a demonstration and talked about it, lectures and stuff like that. But that whole thing is just say no. Of course, you want to teach your kids that, right? Just say no to drugs. But when it comes to sin, we have to just say no. When it comes to influence, to compromise, even if it's the crowd, Say, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to compromise my faith. It's called standing firm, right? And um, in the word of God, many times, a few of the, uh, the writers essentially say, stand firm in the faith, stand firm in the Lord. You know, Apostle Paul said, don't, I'm not going to be moved. And so you can, you can see this is heavy on my heart because this is what I've been, you know, studying midweek. And it's like, man, we need to say no. We need to pray that when those times come where it's the apex or the point of decision that we don't just go with the flow. That's the worst thing that we could do as Christians, as believers. Go with the flow. Don't go with the flow because usually the flow is going away from the Lord. There's a bunch of fish swimming downstream going with the flow. Being a Christian is a picture of a, a fish swimming the opposite way, jumping, trying to go against the crowd, not with the crowd. Because oftentimes the crowd is influenced by the crowd and there's poor decisions in there. Say no to sin. Say no to compromise. Say no when people try to influence you or lure you away from the Lord. Say no, I'm standing firm in the Lord. End of story. Be passionate about it. Because there's so many things out there that vie for our attention, that want us to worship them. Like, in today's day, status. People wanting to be somebody. People wanting to be number one, you know. Once I get to that level, everyone's going to respect me. Well, that's not true. <laughs> right? When you're a leader, you have a lot of pushback. But status is a big thing. Money is a huge thing. Money is a great tool Use it, used for the Lord, provide for your family, all of that. It's a good tool. But you're either going to serve God or money. The love of money is the root of all evil. So... Who are you going to serve? You know, there were whole occupations that thrived and made tons of money carving out wooden idols or even idols of metal, like, for people to worship. It was a big business back in the day, back in the Old Testament. Big business. There was a point, though, when the prophets were preaching... And these guys were being put out of business, which you, you never, usually you never want anyone to be put out of business. But if it's an idol maker, I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> because they're making these carved images for people to worship. And they were these carved images that you could just knock over. They were weak, they were feeble, they didn't do anything, they were just objects. But we worship one person, one object, if you will, the object of our affection, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be moved. Say no to compromise. Don't go with the flow. Follow the Lord. Be steadfast in your faith. Be passionate. Don't be shy about it. Live it out. Amen? Well God bless you guys and I know that was a little intense but I just you can tell uh, you know God's moving my heart from Exodus thirty two and and I love it. Say no to compromise, say no to sin. And continue to walk on the path that God is paving for you. His will, his calling, his way. God bless you, have a great Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.